podcast. Podcast. Hello and welcome to Pumping Up the Podcast. I'm your host, Elise Eldridge. Uh, Today we are breaking down Season 1, Episode 16 of Hannah Montana. It's called Good Golly, Miss Dolly. And I am joined again today by my good friend, Alana Feynman. Hi, Alana. Hello. (laughs) I am so excited to talk about this episode. I'm really excited that we got to it. If I'm not mistaken, uh, us as our like as your like recurring hosts had to like state our cases, <laughs> and we had to like pitch ourselves in order to get this episode. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like ironically, that like didn't even really matter when I was like thinking about who I wanted to do it. Um, I. <laughs> That makes me sound so controlling, but I did. I was like, I know that everybody wants this one, so tell me why it should be you. <laughs> and can I just say that I am honored? <laughs> I am honored to be the winner of like the Hunger Games that occurred for it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I went back and forth about who I wanted to do this, and then I thought about the B plot, and I was like, I want Olana here for this B plot. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> Oh, I'm honored. No higher honor could I receive. (laughs) So as has been the case with, I think, pretty much all of these episodes in the stretch that we're in right now, they're extremely familiar. I remember like 90% of what happens in this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I feel exactly the same. Every sort of key image that came up was a very heavy wave of nostalgia for me. (laughs) Yes, yes. A few things that I definitely remembered before watching the episode. I I knew that I would remember everything as soon as it happened. Um, But going in, I was like, I remember the black outfits that they wear. I remember remember Dolly Parton's stunt double doing the backflips. I remember her making the house all pink. And I... The most iconic moment, I like don't even want to talk about it until we get to it in the plot. I know the moment, so good. and I felt that as well. <laughs> we haven't even discussed it. You're just like, no, just I know. know. I just definitely know. <laughs> <laughs> well, this episode does raise a lot of questions um, for the HMU, which is like, that's it kind of seems to be how things are going to be for a while here. No, it's really <laughs> falling apart at the seams, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just so the episode that that dropped this week of this show, um, which was recorded a long ass time ago. I was I always usually mourning that they get released in like the hour before the episode drops. I watched the episode again this time just to take screenshots, and I was like. I was like 45 seconds into the episode and my boyfriend sitting next to me asked me a question about Robbie Ray slash Billy Ray. And I was like, uh, (laughs) in like one question, he like brought up the thing that like you and I have talked so extensively about, um, (laughs) which isn't, it, it, that part of it doesn't so much come up in this episode, um, but definitely other pieces of it come up. Absolutely. <laughs> so in any case, <laughs> we can just, I, I've just accepted that like this 
this podcast for the time being is just like the Hannah Montana conspiracy hour. <laughs> because <My> favorite hour. <laughs> it's just unavoidable right now. And I I think I've said it like every time is like they say these things that are just meant to be like one-off lines, but like it's my job to take it seriously. It is yeah. the it is the role I have given myself and I will not let my listeners down. I am going to take it seriously. <laughs> so <laughs> oh my god i'm so excited <laughs> okay 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 so this episode <laughs> we open with something that ends up not really being that relevant to the plot it's relevant in that we get like a chekhov's gun <laughs> That's true. Um, okay i'll i'll get to that when i get to that but in any case we open with oliver filming people to like make goodbye statements to their principal who's retiring um dandruff danny is there (laughs) it's nice that they have a good relationship with the principal i know my high school principal i no one gave a shit when (laughs) no i i hated both of my high school principals yeah yeah no so it it is interesting because they they are giving these nice messages for and oliver's clearly putting together some sort of tribute but like the principal comes over to be like it's so nice that you definitely aren't making a special video for me and then like he gets pelted with like trash so (laughs) i don't think they actually do like him i think maybe it's like an assignment because it seems to be for i want to say like the yearbook did they did they ever actually say yearbook i didn't catch it if it was it, I thought it, it might was just- be like a v club or something all what we know is that jake is the editor for right. whatever this club is that's putting this together i thought it was just them being suck-ups i thought it was just oliver like kissing his ass you know right yeah that could also be it it, it the point it doesn't is, super it, matter it yeah. doesn't matter it's not it's not really part of the plot it's there to be a catalyst for the actual plot much True. as jake ryan was in his initial episode he's there to he's there to kick off the real plot i'm surprised that jake ryan has time for extracurriculars yeah yeah we see him later in the episode at school at what i think we're supposed to believe is night it's a, it's like <laughs> 6 p.m 7 p.m or something it's like it, like no one else is at the school. Yeah, they're like him. wildly unsupervised. I made a note about that. That would not. Yeah. Have, that would normally not fly in my experience at a public um, high school. Right. I mean, just to touch on the videos that they're doing because it's not really important. But like Lily keeps putting her foot in her mouth. Deandre Danny is there, and Miley is visibly lusting after Jake. <laughs> we get what I, as it was happening, I was like, this must be a dream sequence, right? And then it was. Of uh, Miley walking over to Jake and basically being like, listen, you should be with me and you should kiss me right now. And Jake does like this hilarious old timey accent and like calls her toots. Yeah, it's a very like 1940s like film noir (laughs) feel. (laughs) It was very interesting, but it was also fun. And like I could tell that I, I the thing is. Maybe this is why I like the Jake Ryan character so much. It just really seems like Cody Lindley is having a total blast. Yeah. <laughs> He's really game for for everything. And I also noticed in this scene that he's so tall. And I did not notice that before. He's like very tall in comparison to the other characters. Yeah, he's pretty tall. And Miley is pretty short, if I'm not mistaken. Especially yes. she, since she was probably not done growing at this point. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, yeah, I put in my notes that Miley is handling her affection for Jake poorly, but who could blame her? And and that's basically the intro that we get. It kind of sets it up that like Miley's still struggling with her affection for Jake, and you know she's not sure what to do about it. She's scared. She feels like she blew it, which I mean, she did and she didn't. You know, she she really aggressively told him no. And then, like, immediately afterwards was like, wait. <laughs> yeah. And, like, at least he's still, he still seems to be into her, you know? I know yeah. his behavior suggests different. Like, his actions, but, like, his body language suggests that he's still into her. Yes. And I will say that in this one scene we get with him later, even when, you know, all the odds to Miley say that, you know she has no chance anymore he's still looking at her and talking to her like he's into her yeah (laughs) but so in any case then we get hannah in the recording studio and we get if we were a movie a classic and this is is the first appearance of it i was gonna ask yeah yeah and this this episode also has the like second ever use of who said that's true i noted that too yeah two songs that are bangers they are. They're really They're good. Um, although in this scene, she's not really singing. She's just kind of speaking the lyrics. Uh, she's not really into it. Yeah, my note was like, how dare she waste like studio space time? Like shit like that costs <laughs> money. <laughs> um, she protests to singing about a girl dreaming about a boy all day because there are more important things like world peace and whales and she then says that she wants to do a song about independent and happy girl whales. Which, like, go off. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, sure. <laughs> it, it conjured images to me of, like, um, Pearl from Spongebob. Um, <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know any other happy girl whales. <laughs> Free Willy? I don't think that's a happy or a girl whale. That, no, it's just a whale. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations, you just, named a whale. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just word association. <laughs> well, that's that's what Robbie Ray does. He like immediately comes up with some rhymes he could put into the whale song. And she's like, not literally. I'm open to suggestions. She's <laughs> she's clearly in a mood, which like fine. And then Dolly Parton enters. And I have to say, the audience does not scream nearly loud enough. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're obviously excited, but like they screamed as much for her as they did for Marty Klein, who was in a single episode and isn't a famous person. <laughs> so confession time, when this first aired in whatever year, I didn't really know who Dolly Parton was. Based on the context clues of the episode, I knew that she was somebody famous Mm-hmm. But I didn't really know who she was when I was like 11 or 12, um, which makes me think that maybe like, I don't, did you know who she was when you were 11? Did you know who she was when you were watching this? I can't say for certain. I think I was, I like knew of her as like a concept. I don't think I'd like heard her songs or anything, but I think I did know the, like the basic thing of who she was yeah I, like, I, the, I knew that she was very famous <laughs> yeah like legitimately the first time i heard the song jolene was when miley cyrus did the cover in like her backyard oh my like, god alana that wasn't that long ago <laughs> i know <laughs> like i didn't realize that that was a song that was orig- like i knew who dolly parton was at that time but i didn't like realize that that was not an original song 
Um, <laughs> my point being that watching this episode back like yesterday, I enjoyed it a lot more than I did when I was 11. Because now I, now that I know that she's like a national treasure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. She's extremely good in this episode. She is like the best guest star that has ever been on the show. I was pleasantly surprised by her like comedic acting she was yeah quite good she's she's so charming on this the note that i just wrote for her entrance is just aunt dolly comes in and she has a vision in denim (laughs) (laughs) yes um i i was like she's so charming that like i have to kind of wonder if she wrote her own lines just because of how charismatic she is i hope that she did i hope that was in her contract I mean, probably not, but it just felt so natural coming from her. And, like, even the, like, the hokey lines that they give the other characters that always sound stilted, they just, like, sound so natural coming from her. She sounded so good. And she immediately notices that Miley is crushing over a boy harder than a monster truck driving over a clown car. Same. (laughs) <laughs> I want to know what the inspiration was for that line. Is she speaking from a personal experience? Did she watch that happen? I mean, That's later she graphic. also says that being a teenage girl is harder than walking through a balloon shop with a porcupine purse. So <laughs> I hope that that is a true story. <laughs> if, anyone would have done that, purse. <laughs> if anyone would have done that, it would have been her. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like a whole thing in the plot that uh that Miley doesn't want to talk about the Jake thing and Dolly wants to give her advice so badly. She's like vibrating with how badly she wants to give her advice about boys. So part of this ties into like an overarching question that I had for the whole episode, mm-hmm. which is like why is Dolly here in the first place? It really felt like Robbie seemed to have an idea that something girl like girl trouble was happening with her with Miley so she like he like called in the closest to like a mother figure that he could think of it wasn't really explained like why she's even here at all yeah that that could be it I do want to say that they don't tell us why she's here so this is all speculation (laughs) um she she does just seem to be visiting for a while and she packed a lot of stuff with her yeah just like a short visit she packed like pillows and like hundreds of spa treatments. Yeah, which ties into the B plot. That yeah, um, and you know, countless outfits, and I think she has like a couple different styled wigs. So, so yeah, I guess we can talk about who is Dolly in the <laughs> HMU because that was my big question. Because at no point did they say her last name, and. There's never a mention of her being a singer or having a professional career. She is she's she exclusively talks about their like backwoods family and her like hillbilly husband and their dog who eats everything. <laughs> and she has like an offhand line. That implies that she knew Robbie Ray as like a child, as like a baby, which would lead to me thinking that she's not just Miley's godmother. She's like a member of their family. I think like they do call her Aunt Dolly. I think that it's supposed to be, I assume, Robbie's sister. 
which is what I hope. Huh. They do call her Aunt Dolly, so if not, yeah. like, directly related, like, also. But that would imply that uh, Grandma that came in is also her mom. Right, and they're probably <laughs> the same age. Yeah. So maybe not, like, first aunt or, like, whatever that would be. Maybe, yeah. like, a little more removed. Yeah, it's funny. I always just assume that Aunt Dolly was just a pet name, that she wasn't actually their aunt, that that was just like, because you know how sometimes people do refer to their kids' godparents as aunt or uncle whoever That's when true. they're really just close friends? That didn't even occur to me. That that was how I had always interpreted it. But upon watching this, I'm like, but she's doesn't seem to be Dolly Parton in this universe. <laughs> she <laughs> seems to be Dolly... Maybe Stuart, maybe somebody else. Which I think that is just so charming that the idea is just that Dolly is just this way. Dolly just <laughs> just enjoys like having wigs and wearing tight clothes and like that this is just a her. <laughs> and it isn't like part of a marketing like persona brand. I think that is super charming. I actually really love that. Yeah, although I <sighs> It is. It does kind of come back to our larger conversation about Billy Ray Cyrus existing in this universe <laughs> and Dolly Parton being Miley Cyrus's godmother in real life as well. It does. It because because if if Billy Ray Cyrus exists in this universe and he had a daughter named Miley Cyrus, was Dolly Parton also Miley Cyrus's godmother <laughs> in this universe? And does that mean that Aunt Dolly is just? Is, because Robbie Ray oh, is glitching a Billy Ray impersonator, <laughs> and he's related to a woman that looks identical to Dolly Parton. Oh no! <laughs> but see, this is what I'm getting at. It causes problems. It's just an absolute like rip in the time space continuum. <laughs> I know. I think I described it on your last episode as like somebody blasted a cannonball through the <laughs> through the Hannah Montana universe with that one throwaway line about Billy Ray Cyrus. Oh, but imagine that universe where this is just a different. Well, it, maybe not Dolly Parton. Maybe it's Dolly Stewart. Um, just a weird doppelganger. Like Stranger Things upside down alternate universe, you know? And that is kind of what we almost landed on last time. <laughs> is that this seems to be a universe where doppelgangers are just so common. <laughs> and that's why nobody bats an eye at Miley and Hannah looking alike. Last episode when I like fully had my so common. When I fully had my tinfoil hat on. <laughs> <laughs> As I, was editing that episode, <laughs> as I was editing that episode, I was texting Alana about <laughs> how deranged we sound. And she texted me back a picture she edited of the two of us wearing tinfoil hats. <laughs> it took me like 24 minutes to make that. The minute you texted me that, I was like, I have a new project. <laughs> I cannot continue. <laughs> But like, is that our answer? <laughs> is it just that this is <laughs> a I don't have a better. I hope that maybe we get a little more information. Maybe they address it as we get farther down the road. <laughs> uh, maybe. <laughs> You've seen more Hannah Montana than I have. That would be a hell of a series finale. Let me tell you. <laughs> 
Oh my god, if uh if everybody was like standing on the porch with their real life doppelgangers, they just like copy pasted two of everyone into the shot. Like Lindsay Lohan, uh parent trap kind of situation. Yeah, except worse. <laughs> I want it to be sloppy. <laughs> so although oh my god, I just realized the next episode is the one where Miley Cyrus plays her own cousin. Um <gasps> Oh my god. It's all oh, coming it, together. It it's back. all it coming together. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, I think I think we've cracked it. I think we've done it. Okay. I know we're not I mean, there I'll, yet, but that yeah. can you imagine a universe where there's Miley Stewart and then her identical looking cousin Luann. Luann, but then also a Miley Cyrus. So there's three of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. So we'll we'll have to revisit the doppelganger conversation in uh in next week's episode. Um <laughs> because clearly it comes back up. Although I remember being I remember being very confused with that episode about why the cousin looked identical to Miley. Yeah, but right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> we're getting we're getting so far ahead of ourselves right now. Okay, where were we in the episode? We were at we were still at Dolly's first scene. Yeah. <laughs> Robbie Ray tries to jump in and be like, Miley, you know, I'm here for you too. And Dolly calls him a nosy hillbilly. And he says, no, I'm just a concerned hillbilly father. And I also wanted to point out that the bumper music in this episode is extra country because Dolly is there. Like it has like a banjo in it as Miley is doing her riffs. Good. Um, I'm not going to be able to pull that off for this episode. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll, I'll just sing the-, the banjo behind you. Just layer my voice <laughs> Nailed it. That's it. That's banjo noise. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. This is the part in my notes where I wrote that Dolly implies that she knew Robbie Ray as a child, which does imply to me that they're related rather than her simply being Miley's like godmother. Yeah. yeah, but but maybe they're just childhood friends or something. I... But but they talk about they talk about like Robbie's cousin and they both know him. Yeah. I'm inclined to believe that it's some kind of at least like by marriage relation. Yeah. It, Not blood relation. Yeah. It, I wish they would explain this. Maybe 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 this is the part that they'll explain in a further episode. They'll explain like the Stewart family tree a little better. Um <laughs> Yeah, and like Dolly Parton's a lot older than Billy Ray Cyrus, so she would have had to have been like like an older cousin that like maybe babysat him or something. I mean, technically, it could be if we're going by Disney Channel logic. Just because they look an age doesn't mean that that's the age that they're playing. <laughs> I guess I don't know doesn't matter at all (laughs) I that's a dangerous thing to say to me that it doesn't matter at all (laughs) um um, in any case uh they tell yeah they tell an anecdote about Uncle Zeke and his bad hairstyle I didn't catch the name of it but it was like it was like a comb over, except his hair was long, so he like wrapped it around his head and he like used it to floss with. Um, <laughs> it sounded really gross. <laughs> and they, 
I'm trying to conceptualize uh-huh. what that looks like visually. Is that it's like a turban, like a head wrap with your own hair kind of situation? She gives a very detailed description of it in this scene, and I just am not remembering how it goes. It's something like that. It's like maybe he like only has hair on like the front half of his head and he does it back so that it's like a mullet or something. I don't know. <laughs> like a I, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In any case, <laughs> we're, we're always getting anecdotes about weird uncles on this show. And at this point, this is when we establish the Chekhov's gun of the two video cameras. <laughs> because Dolly has a video camera that's identical to Oliver's from earlier. And Dolly films Miley, who's like still very much not in the mood. And then she sets the video camera down and... We, the audience, see that it's still recording um, as Miley finally opens up about Jake and her feelings for him. Oh, and I forgot to mention that Dolly went out and found Miley on the porch playing her guitar and singing If We Were a Movie. And it's a very, uh, very earnest little rendition of it. Um, and Pretty impressive. Yeah. She sings it pretty good. And she plays the guitar pretty good for a 14-year-old. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Miley says that it's about Jake Ryan and Dolly knows who Jake Ryan is. She like does an impression of his catchphrase. And I was like, wow. (laughs) Well, he is like a, I mean, everyone, every like adult seems to know who he is too. I know. It's a very universal show that he's on. Right. It's a show that clearly seems to be for teens, but like everybody watches it. It has immense crossover appeal, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) um this is when she says the line about uh the balloon shop with the porcupine purse um which is in response to miley saying aunt dolly puberty crisis here i wrote that note too (laughs) (laughs) Um, channel line (laughs) yeah yeah um dolly does give her really great advice um which is that you know if you count yourself out you're not doing yourself any favors. The only way to get what you want is to keep putting yourself in the game. Miley is then on tape saying that she is in love with Jake Ryan. Uh, And when Dolly realizes that the video camera is still on, she says the title of the episode. She says, good golly, Miss Dolly. (laughs) And the studio audience loved it. (laughs) (laughs) They ate that shit up. (laughs) Right. Um, And this is the moment that, to me, was the most iconic moment in the whole episode, which is when um, her phone starts ringing and Miley says, Aunt Dolly, your hair is ringing. And she pulls (laughs) her phone out from under her wig and goes, darling, when your pants are as tight as mine, you're going to have to find a place to put your phone. (laughs) Oh, my God. I wrote almost verbatim what you just said in my notes. It is the most iconic thing in the world. It is actually maybe the most iconic moment in like in anywhere in this series. I have thought about it so many times over the years. It is so good. (laughs) It's so good. It hits so much different now that we know that she like funded the COVID vaccine. Like now that like now that she's helped save the world. She's, she she always has been because she's always been incredibly charitable, but she's like legitimately an American hero. Um, 
And, like, she would be for nothing else but this scene, honestly. Like... (laughs) Oh, man, it just hits so much different. It hits so much better now. It's so good. I mean... I, I like my this part of my notes is like in all caps, like actually iconic. <laughs> I've always remembered this, <laughs> the phone and the hair. Yeah, and I also, I also wrote in here like, is she even a singer in this universe? Because she's always talking about backwoods people and like not her career as one of like the biggest icons in America. <laughs> she must not be. That's the vibe that I'm getting. That she's just like an eccentric lady. Yeah. Yeah. So this is when Oliver shows up and he obviously picks up the wrong camera because it's the Chekhov's gun of the episode. I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to make it a thing. Um, <laughs> if you have two identical video cameras in an episode, there will be a mix up. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it's it's like the Chekhov's gun like of Disney Channel plot devices. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or like flash drives is yeah, the other thing. Yeah. The, the like, identical uh, item device. <laughs> yeah. A lot of, like, folders. I just watched Lemonade Mouth last night, and there's, like, a big conceit where there's, like, a mix-up of folders where it's, like, some kid's science project and then his stepmom's, like, embarrassing photos. Mm-hmm. And so then he, like, whips out the photos for his presentation. Mm-hmm. That's a common one, too. I'm sorry, I'm thinking about Lemonade Mouth. <laughs> that, movie, that movie slaps. <laughs> Oliver gives the tape with Miley's confession on it to the editor. Again, we don't know the editor of what, um, but it's Jake. (laughs) And there's a very, very funny moment when Miley grabs Oliver by the chest and pulls him (laughs) up to her face. (laughs) And she says very scarily, Jake, who? (laughs) And it's so funny. (laughs) It's such a good moment. Miley gets really mean to oliver in like a genuine mix-up she i think a couple of times says like oliver you're dead to me (laughs) (laughs) i mean this is a very big deal like it's clearly the the jake thing has clearly been consuming her like every waking moment and to have something this big of a like like this big of a crisis happen i don't blame her for being like extremely strung out about it i do love just the irony of the fact that the incriminating camera evidence that she's trying to recover is not Hannah Montana related. No. It's like a personal life related yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> before we before we continue on that, there <laughs> Oliver does say that in grabbing Oliver, <laughs> she ripped out his only chest hair and I just wrote yeah. awful. <laughs> I, I also made that note. <laughs> it's it's bad. Um <laughs> Uh, she she's like it's fine. I'll just go ask Jake for the tape back. Um, but then we see Amber and Ashley trying to get their tape back, and he's like, "No one under any circumstances gets their tape back. It's just how it is." And so Miley tells Jake that just so he's aware, she knows another Jake Ryan, and if he ever hears her talking about Jake Ryan, she means the other one. <laughs> Which you know, <laughs> in her defense, it's probably a common name. Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> she has to go out of her way to be like, by the way, Jake, <laughs> a new conversation I'm initiating is that if you ever hear me say your name, it's not you, which is 
pretty sus. Yeah, honestly, that scene prompted me to write in my notes that like every line in this episode is excellent. Like it's <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> they had their A team in the writers' room this week. <laughs> they did. Um, yeah, and there we then have Miley and Lily in the Hannah closet, which is full as always with like the ugliest purses and shoes you've ever seen. Um, and Lily is like, I need this purse. And it's like disgusting. Um, it's like, it's like red and like spiky. Right. Uh, I had to pause it to take like a look at it. I was like, what am I looking at here? I like, couldn't even take it. in. I just know that I saw like a lot of tangerine orange, um, <laughs> which is like never yeah. good. <laughs> Very limited too. Yeah. <laughs> Every time you're on, we talk about limited too. Um, because that's just the vibe of this. <laughs> it, it, it really is. Uh, oh, also, uh, in that last scene with Miley and Jake, um, a quick fashion note. Uh, Miley is wearing a pinstripe blazer, and Jake is also wearing a pinstripe blazer in that scene. And I was like, coincidence? Or is it the wardrobe department <laughs> doing some deep dramaturgy? <laughs> <laughs> Trying to oh, make love- subconscious connections about the characters. <laughs> and it worked. Yes. Um, <laughs> I just had to bring that up. Because uh, everybody's always wearing fucking pinstripes on this show. There's a lot of pinstripes. Oliver in the beginning was wearing some like weird kind of pants. Everybody has pinstripe moments here. I, I feel like Jake is always wearing that fucking pinstripe blazer, though. It's like his signature look or something. Yeah. Um, okay, so they're in the Hannah closet. And Aunt Dolly brings them these, like, spy suits. Um, and she's so game. She's like... Aunt Dolly cannot be any cooler. She's like, like she cannot she's like, this hang is not anymore. My fault, but I am game. I'm going to help you. This is continuing in, like, the like a bit of a through line we've had recently of Miley's family, like, really being, like, ready to throw down for her. They, they're, they're, like, ready to, like, help her with her problems. Um, and... I don't remember what this was now, but I wrote in my notes that the way that Dolly says undercover is like an excellent line reading. <laughs> she must <laughs> say it in like a very cool way. <laughs> I think I think it's like undercover. <laughs> it's something like that. Um, and then she pulls out like a cool pair of black boots and she's like, these boots are made for sneaking. <laughs> Callback. <laughs> and then we get a montage set to fake Mission Impossible music. It's not the Mission Impossible song. Don't even think about it. (laughs) It just sounds like it. Don't worry. (laughs) It's the thing that we made up. (laughs) Um, They're they're sneaking into the school. Yeah, we didn't say that. That, That's what this this undercover undercover stuff was for, was to sneak into the school and get the tape back. Yeah, it's Dolly's idea to, like, break and enter. She, you know, she gets the job done. <laughs> uh, Dolly's clear body double does a massive backflip and then does the worm. Um, it's extremely good. It's really good. <laughs> and then uh, the door is locked and Dolly picks it with her fake nail. And I lost it. She says, I haven't carried a house key in years. <laughs> Oh my god, I lost my mind. <laughs> it's it's so good, you guys. You guys, best this is the best the- episode. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, it's great. 
so Jake is in the editing room. Again, we don't know, like, for what club. This is why I assumed it was like, for your book or something. But yeah, why would you need there- a video for your book? After hours, like, no adult supervision in a room that was locked. Yeah. So, I don't know who who allowed that. That doesn't, that feels like a lawsuit. Well, he know? is Jake Ryan, the celebrity, and we've established that he gets anything he wants. That's true. So, I'd imagine it has something to do with that. Hmm? Seems like he can afford to have a computer at home. <laughs> we don't, what, what is Jake Ryan's home life like? We never know. We have I mean, no idea. I mean, maybe we find out in another episode, but, like, what are his parents like? It seems like they're absentee. <laughs> it does seem like that. Um, but, however, they I assume that they're the ones that facilitated him going to public school, whatever that means. However, yeah. they, I assume they had to sign something. They had to sign some paper. Mm-hmm. The plan that they have is actually, I think, really good. Um, Dolly <laughs> poses as a janitor. And then I wrote, again, is she not famous in the HMU? Because Jake doesn't recognize her or anything. He just assumes that she's this glamorous janitor. (laughs) (laughs) She's just like the sexiest janitor there ever was. Yeah, the most curvaceous janitor. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, So Dolly poses as a janitor, just like there to clean up. And Miley is hiding in the like big trash can. Dolly distracts Jake so that Miley can rummage through the tapes and pick out the one that's hers. And then they leave. <laughs> but not not after there's like, because you know how Disney Channel always needs food on someone's head? Yeah. It, if it's not in an episode, the episode is incomplete. Um, so, so Jake is like, actually, I'm done with this food. Can I throw it away? And Dolly's like, no, don't you want to finish it? You're a growing boy. And he's like, nah. <laughs> he throws it in the trash can and lands on Miley. Uh, Dolly says sweet niblets, which is, I believe. I also wrote that. I believe it's the first time we hear that on the show. <gasps> really? And I didn't realize that Dolly is the one who started that because obviously it later becomes Miley's catchphrase. Yeah. I've been waiting and waiting for sweet niblets to be said, and I'm pretty sure this is the first one because I, I think I would have noticed if it had been said earlier. But I do think that's very cool that it starts with her. That makes me hope that maybe it was just an improv line that stuck for the rest of the thing. That's what I hope happened. It probably didn't, but that's what I want. Yeah, I I like that a lot. <laughs> I like that idea a lot. <laughs> Um, I hope that her comedic timing is just so good that her ability to improv influenced the rest of the series. Right. And therefore pop culture as a Mm -hmm. whole. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sweet Niblets was a cultural reset. Um, (laughs) I've been thinking about bringing it back and like unironically working it into my vernacular. Well, I I had the thought like a few months ago that I wanted to call fans of this show my sweet niblets. I love that. I'm um, here for it. <laughs> the trouble is that I like have no idea who actually listens to my show. I know that there's a decent number of you that listen to this. I don't know who you are though. And I don't feel like I have a very good way to reach you. <laughs> Just know I that in my happy. heart you're my sweet niblets. <laughs> See, I'm happy to be your sweet niblet. <laughs> Of like course, you're my sweet niblet. niblet. <laughs> I'm happy to be one of your niblets. 
So, yeah, if, if you're listening to this show and you listen to every episode, just know you're one of my sweet niblets. Um, and feel free to reach out to me anytime. Okay, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> um, Miley has decided that she, you know, has been avoiding things for too long and she's going to actually tell Jake the truth that she is in love with him and that um, she hopes that he feels the same way. She goes up to tell him, and the way that Jake says, hey, Miley, and he does this, like, in every episode, but the way that he says it, I'm always like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Makes your heart skip a beat, doesn't it? <laughs> I mean, he he's, like, he so clearly is into her. Like, he he has this, like, warmth in his voice when he says it. I, like, I feel weird saying this about, like... <laughs> Not like a teen boy from like 15 years ago. (laughs) But like it's it's very charming, you know? And he he clearly is into her. But the twist is that um this girl sidles up to him and Jake's like, you know Rachel from Spanish class, and I'm like, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) And like in my in my list of guest actors i put in quotes rachel from spanish um because we've never seen her (laughs) (laughs) and something tells me that rachel does not have jake's best interests at heart no she (laughs) she is kind of mean about uh her dating jake but like it's obvious that jake is still into her but rachel rachel's clearly a little snooty rachel seemed like she was here for the clout Mm -hmm. yeah yes to date a celebrity um and I I couldn't help but notice that like the audience is like palpably hurt by this scene in like a very quiet, <laughs> genuine way. <laughs> like it's it's not like they're going ah or like ooh. It's like a, this very quiet oh, <laughs> so visceral. They're like oh poor girl. They're like oh. <laughs> We're seeing some good work here. <laughs> Cody Lindley is delivering. <laughs> Cody Cody Lindley and Miley Cyrus are making this shit work. <laughs> they're very good. And they're very convincing because the audience was like on board. They were feeling it. Um, and I, I have to mention that in the next scene, Robbie Ray is wearing a giant cowboy hat. I wrote in my notes, all caps, Robbie Ray, giant cowboy hat. Um <laughs> And they're just sitting on the couch for this scene. They're, they're, it's Miley and Dolly and Robbie are all sitting on the couch together trying so, to give her advice. I have a lot to say about this. Yeah? <laughs> uh, something about this like whole advice. It's, it, it didn't hit me in the right way. It ends good because they sing a little song and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but so like the core of here, um, it, the, the advice that they're giving is essentially like you should continue to pursue someone that's actively in another relationship, mm-hmm. which I get why they're giving that advice. And I get the romanticism behind like, he's your true love and get out there and fight for it. But it is like a weird message to share mm-hmm. to children. Like he's, he's taken, but get out there and steal him. Yeah, not like <laughs> steal him. That's like an aggressive way to say it. So just like the ending advice is already kind of weird. Um, but the way that Dolly gets there is super weird because she starts with a story yes. like, remember when you were little and you wanted to be a singer and I told you that your chances of becoming a singer were one in a million, which A, 
objectively untrue for Miley Stewart. <laughs> yeah. Because her father is a celebrity already. Yes. And has access to all these things. And yes. she's already, you know, a unique place of privilege. And, and, and he, uh, we, we've established that Dolly doesn't seem to be Dolly Parton in this. But Dolly Parton is telling this child, you'll never become a singer, even though you know me, a very famous singer. <laughs> yeah. Um, and B, it doesn't really sound like something Dolly would say based mm-hmm. on what we've seen about Dolly. That seems like a weird thing for her to be like, you know, that it's going to be really hard for you to become a singer. And like, no, are you sure you want to do that? That's not what we've seen of her character at all. She seems to yeah. always be incredibly encouraging and optimistic. And I think that if Miley came to her and was like, Aunt Dolly, I want to be a singer. She'd be like, well, then you can, sweet pea. <laughs> yeah, especially because that is like the message of the uh, this whole talk anyway but it's just yeah. weird that back in the day that's what dolly said yeah yeah it, it doesn't really track it's it's it i think in the context of the show if you are, don't think about it it's a nice moment yeah. <laughs> the trouble is that like you can't not think about it um <laughs> because her dad is next to her and we like just saw that he like had a famous country career and gave it up to like raise her and be her manager. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it is a roundabout way to get to ultimately like a nice message, which is like, get out there and keep trying. Yeah. Um, and and she she's like, and you know, there's this song. <laughs> <laughs> and she sings a little bit of Who Said. And it's so cute. It is so cute. She sings. It is. She she sings a little line from it, and then Robbie sings another line from it, and then Miley s- sings it, but she, like, makes the lyrics to be about her going after Jake, and then yeah. they all sing the chorus together, and it and is Dolly's so thrown in like Dolly's thrown in, like, a little harmony. Yes. it It's so sweet. And I was like, this is it the is. sweetest moment we've seen on the show, like, they should thus really far. on the CD. Yeah. <laughs> it should have been, like, the extended cut. I I would love like a Dolly Parton sings Hannah Montana album. <laughs> I would I would throw down a lot of money for that. I would pay so much money for that. Um I was thinking to myself yesterday, I was like I okay, I do want to shout out that Miley Cyrus has a new album and it's extremely good. It's extremely good. It's so so good. You need to go listen to Plastic Hearts. It's fantastic. Um and I was listening to that album yesterday, and it's a rock album, so it wouldn't necessarily fit. But I was like, oh, she should have had Dolly Parton on a song. <laughs> she should have. <laughs> she Joan Jett. She, she, she Joan Jett and Billy Idol. <laughs> so, like, Dolly Parton's a little different, stylistically speaking, but but it would be so good. And they obviously know and love each other, so I, like, want them to, like, do an album together. I think they ha- – I think she – I think she she was on a track on like the Younger Now album, I think. Um, but I could also just be thinking of Kesha, who released an album around the same time that Dolly Parton was on. Um, <laughs> Busy year for Dolly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, in any case, at the end, Miley says that she based Hannah's look on Dolly, and Dolly was like, "I thought I was missing a wig," and I'm like, "Really?" <laughs> <laughs> Elise, will you go to Dollywood with me? Sure. I've never I've never been, and you seem like the perfect person to go with. 
I'll I'll take that. I've also never <laughs> been there. Um, <laughs> but I mean, it seems fun. I have exactly no other business to conduct in that part of America. <laughs> I would go for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we should definitely do that. That sounds great. <laughs> oh, be a plot. Be a plot. Be a plot. It's so fucking stupid. It is so stupid. You're correct. Mm, It's bad. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So it's basically the same B plot that was like on an episode of Friends once, where like the men feel emasculated because a woman is living with them temporarily and she like cleans. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and she like has bath products yeah and she like has potpourri like oh no sorry your house smells good yeah I believe it's introduced in the beginning when the first time we see Jackson he's come downstairs and he's like I smell like petunias now I'm gonna get beat up at school yeah I the logic of that doesn't check out for me it's like really you smell acceptable so you're gonna get (laughs) beat up like wouldn't jackson is very much on the hunt for a girlfriend right now wouldn't he rather smell good so that a girl would want to stand near him and like smell him than to like smell bad i hate it it's so stupid um (laughs) but like that's the crux of the b plot is like it's like hey hey dudes is it gay to smell nice (laughs) yeah exactly it's 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 in the vein of a lot of other B plots for this, where it's like, "Hey, fellas, is it gay to have clean hair?" Yeah. <laughs> is it gay to um, not want to throw up when you smell your own house? <laughs> like, um, <laughs> the only time I'm sort of on board with them. Like, I get, like, I, I mean, it's kind of impressive that Dolly can come in for like two seconds and fully redecorate the entire. Yeah, that's room. what I'm saying. Is like, how long was she planning on being here for? And did she like drive here, or did she have to put multiple suitcases on a plane? Yeah, because it is like pretty immediate. Um, and we do sense that there is all like like hundreds and hundreds of bottles of different like bath products. Yeah. Um, the only time I'm sort of on board with where Robbie Ray and Jackson are coming from are when uh, she has apparently changed all of the shampoo mm-hmm. to volumizing shampoo. But the wigs that they wear are so fucking funny. <laughs> it is it is something that could never in a million years happen just from using a shampoo. Like they they had to it they look like werewolves. <laughs> <laughs> like full blowouts and it is so funny. <laughs> yeah, and their hair is very big and I mean, again, like it's not possible to just have your hair do that from using a different shampoo. But but yeah, I, and I mean was. they they look they look like cowardly lion or like <laughs> tracy jordan werewolf bar mitzvah um <laughs> scary. yeah um and so like i get that they don't like that their hair looks like that but did she really throw away your shampoo my guess is that if she did throw away the shampoo it was probably some of that like three in one bullshit yeah I'm and then at that point, she's doing them a favor <laughs> yeah there. like at least at least their hair is healthy <laughs> yeah no one should have that anyway. No, no. 
Robbie Ray is like, our man stank is the only thing that she can't take away from us, which is disgusting. That. That's just a stupid, disgusting thing to say. Why? Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 mm, um, <laughs> So, uh, hey, fellas, is it gay to wear deodorant? Like, <laughs> yeah, because their solution is to go to the gym and like get so sweaty and then just come home and sit in their stinkiness and their sweatiness, yeah. <sighs> which is a problem. The good news is that it doesn't last. They do it for like three minutes. Yeah, and then they, they're like, oh, it smells too bad. They they are like, actually, we were dumb. I want to go smell good. It's like, yeah, yeah any dipshit could have told you that. <laughs> uh, I mean, is there anything left in the B-plot? They No, that's really it. Um, it all sort of comes together in the credit scene, I think. Yeah. When they're, they're all wearing the face masks. Yeah, they're all outside wearing face masks. And the studio audience went crazy for that shit. Yeah, they... They love when Jackson has something unconventional on his face. But they, like, I made a note that they were even, they had a pretty big reaction just with Miley having the cucumbers on her eyes. Like, something <laughs> about that is apparently very funny. And then it just kept escalating because then Billy Ray had it and then we got a bigger laugh. And then mm-hmm. we got, like, an ew when Jackson, like, ate the avocado mash, which, like, to my understanding, was just avocado on his face. <laughs> And I assume that, like, he washed his face before he put on the mask because that's what you do. And Dolly was facilitating the whole thing. So it was probably fine and not gross. But <laughs> I digress. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's it. That's, like, all that there is to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's It's a pretty simple, short-lived arc of, like, I don't want to smell good to I smell bad now to wait. I would rather smell good. And like, that's it. Yeah. And it's just another example that at the end of the day, Dolly did come in and change everybody's lives for the better. Yes, exactly. And why they wanted to resist that. I'll never know. Yeah. Um, But I do think this is what my like third or fourth time on this podcast. And this is at least the second, if not the third, like B plot that involves Jackson feeling emasculated. Mm-hmm. And having to compensate the other way. I'm thinking yeah. of like the chick car. Um, so in 16 episodes, that's already like, you know, a fourth or a fifth of the episodes where that's the thing. Yeah, it's a very big recurring theme um, that Jackson or his friend feel emasculated for something that isn't emasculating. Um yeah. And also, <laughs> since I'm a regular listener of the show, I don't think I've been on it where the lipstick... Oh um, yeah! Oh yeah! The yeah, prank. yeah. Um, but that's another example of that. Yeah, in uh, in the episode that dropped this week, the one that Michael was on, uh, Jackson actually goes into like full drag, and like, funny enough, he isn't emasculated by it. At least he doesn't say that he is. Um, and Michael and I were like, he's actually kind of serving it. Like he. <laughs> <laughs> I did hear that. <laughs> he he looked pretty good. Um and he he didn't like make a fuss about it at least. Um yeah. he it was more is- that he had to obey Rico and like get an egg cracked over his head than like he was dressed well, as a woman. <laughs> that's good to hear. It's I'm glad to hear that it is like a two steps forward, one step back kind of situation. Yeah. Um 
Yeah, there are times when the show handles things better, and there are times where it just reverts into, it's 2006. (laughs) Fellas, is it gay to do anything that doesn't directly involve uh, stereotypes? (laughs) Well, I'm happy to report back to you, because at least on my other podcast where we watch some Disney Channel shows, uh, we've been watching Wizards of Waverly Place, where it's a lot of the same behavior, where like it's funny when girls do, when boys do things that are girl things. Um, and it's like a big old joke. Mm-hmm. But we are switching to That's So Raven this week. Ooh. And already already in the one episode that I've watched in just the pilot, the vibe is already way different. And yeah. I don't know if that's just because the whole conceit of the show is that Raven is always dressing up in disguises. <laughs> um, and so there's a little more like fluidity there. And she gets other people to dress in disguises. But it's already like way more chill about that sort of thing. That's not like the joke. Yeah, I um, would I would love to just for fun um like watch that so raven uh because it really it just didn't seem to have the same sort of hang-ups about things that yeah. that other shows have. And it wasn't an entirely different writing team and producing team. So it's yeah. just a totally there they was like, actually they a like woman let on the, the kids team. just be themselves. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's yeah, not yeah. so much about like I have to be this way to be popular, <laughs> you know. We'll have to get you on an episode of that. You should join Absolutely. Us I would I would yeah. do as many as you want. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> well, do you have any final thoughts on this episode? Is there anything that we didn't touch on that we need to address? Um this, this is a very excellent episode. <laughs> I have just one little thing, and it happened around the middle when Oliver was at Miley's house and his mom picked him up. Oh yeah. And it was the beginning of what I know was a running gag with um, Oliver's mom having like a man voice and being super masculine and like when like always like talking in like a deep voice and everyone's like, oh, I thought you said your mom was picking you up. And he's like, yeah, when she gets mad, she uses her man voice. And I know that Oliver's mom is like a running gag about how she's not traditionally feminine. We never see her. But I know that she has yeah, like I a had voice, forgotten you know? about that. I had forgotten yeah. about that. Although it's very much a trope, not just even from Disney Channel, but for like any show to have like an yeah. off-screen mother character who has like an intimidating voice. Like that's true. <laughs> like I know that like that was the case on Big Bang Theory. <laughs> that was also what came to mind for me, <laughs> which is not exactly the gold standard for how to. Uh, <laughs> Uh, acceptably handle topics. <laughs> True. <laughs> um, yeah, I did notice that in this episode. Uh, the mom's voice reminded me of Dot Jones, who played Beast on Glee and was also the coach on Lizzie McGuire. Yes, yes. It was like it was like they brought them in and was like, "Okay, I want you to imitate her voice." <laughs> yeah when she's being a coach you know (laughs) yeah yes but yeah i i hadn't i hadn't thought about that because now that you're saying that it's a recurring thing it's very familiar to me um but i i hadn't remembered it just because it's it's not the sort of thing that i find to be funny (laughs) so yes it wouldn't (laughs) stick in my mind the same way yeah Um, but I know, I I know we get a little bit of background later in the series about Lily's home life. I think mm-hmm. we get less of that about Oliver's home life, so it's always like a fun little mystery. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's all I have to say about that. Cool. Well, <laughs> yeah, I, I I think 
I don't think there was anything left. Yeah, yeah that was my only last thing. Yeah, I think I think we got deep into it. Um <laughs> <laughs> and we're we're already like three quarters of the way through this season's Jake Ryan arc, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. Next week is not a Jake Ryan episode, and then the week after that is his final episode until season two. Is it the one where they finally date? You can cut that if that's a spoiler, if we care about spoilers. Uh, I do not care about spoilers. (laughs) Is it the one where she's wearing, like, the goose outfit? That's in season two. Okay. That's the one I'm thinking of. That's that's in the big Jake Ryan two-parter in season two. Um, Ah, Yeah, uh, yeah, this upcoming episode ends with uh, them finally sharing their feelings for each other, but... Uh, but Jake has to go away for a while. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, but we'll get to that, uh, I guess, in two weeks from when you listen to this. And I have a very special guest planned for that episode. Um, <laughs> uh, is, it, is it Rick? Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. I was thinking to myself today how I want to... Um, how I want to approach that. Um, I think what I'm going to do is have him watch the episode and like for everything that he wants to ask me a question to just write it down and we'll kind of go through it um, once we're recording. Uh, So, (laughs) but in any case, next week is a very fun episode. Um, And it's one that it, it, it might be the one that I remember best of all because I had it. I think I like bought it on iTunes and I like had it on my iPod. (laughs) Oh, amazing. <laughs> um, even though in hindsight, I don't think it's like one of my favorites. I I, I mean, I'll see when I watch it again, but I, I don't think I like it, <laughs> but I remember it extremely well. <laughs> yeah, there's something to be said about the ones that stick in your brain. Yeah, the ones that are just so bonkers. Um, yeah, that are just so visually striking. Yeah, and I now I now follow some like Hannah Montana fan accounts on Instagram, and so I'm seeing a lot more stuff from episodes that I that I haven't seen, and I kind of forgot just like how bonkers this show gets eventually. Like it's it's still weird now, but like it's not as like high concept Disney Channel as it gets later and i would say that next week's episode is a taste of that <laughs> um so uh so next week will be season one episode 17 torn between two hannahs and yeah okay this is this is a terrible outro i apologize <laughs> you're doing great <laughs> i i sometimes write down just so that i have it in front of me so that i stay on target my like outro yeah. script but i didn't today so sorry um <laughs> thank you alana for being here do you want to plug where people can find you sure you can find my personal stuff i'm very existent on the internet as of late you can find me at alana fine woman on all your favorites like instagram twitter tiktok twitch is a thing that i do now um, I also host two different podcasts. I host uh, TBTV, Throwback Television, with my friend Kimberly, where we talk about old Disney Channel Nickelodeon shows, see how they hold up in today's world. And then I am also the host of It's Broadway Bitch, where I take my friend Christina, who hates musicals, and then me, who loves musicals, and I force her to watch them, and we talk about them. You can find either of those uh, wherever you find your podcast. Just type it in. 
it's Broadway Bitch and TV, TV, throwback television. And that's where I am. Thank you for having me. I always have so much fun here. No, of course. I, you're, <laughs> you're an excellent guest. I, I always love getting to talk about these episodes with you. You've got a great point of view on them. Uh, and we always get a little deeper when you're here. <laughs> <laughs> I was happy to whip out that tinfoil hat just for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have exactly no other outlet for that kind of energy. So, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, I'm very glad. It's, it's good that you can channel that into something like this rather than like actual conspiracy <laughs> theories. Um, <laughs> sure. Well, and thank you so much to all of you for listening um, to my sweet niblets out there. <laughs> Yeah, um, I I would really love it uh, if you guys would um, follow us on Twitter at Pumping Up the Pod and Instagram at Pumping Up the Podcast, just so that I can get to know you guys better. Because, um, like I, like I said earlier, I I I see I I pay attention to my listener metrics. I see that you guys are listening. I just don't know who you are, and I would love to know more about who my listeners are. Um, so feel free to to follow us there to reach out to me. Um, you can always send me a message and I'll, uh, as, I mean, as long as you're like being nice, <laughs> if you're like being mean to me, I probably, I don't know what I'll do, but, um, <laughs> but it would be great. And then I also realized that I've never plugged like my, um, my personal accounts on here. Um, so if you want, you can follow me on Instagram at actor Elise or on Twitter at lovely Lisey. This is the most convoluted outro I've ever done. In any case, Thanks so much for listening. I really appreciate it. I hope you'll join us next week for, like I said, Torn Between Two Hannahs. It's a weird, wild one. And uh, until next time, keep on pumping up the party.